On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Indoor dining and drinking will be back next week with a million people receiving their digital COVID certificates. This new law means that people who have evidence of immunity uh, through vaccination or uh, infection in the past nine months will be able to uh, enter indoor hospitality venues. But how will the system work and who will police it? Indoor passes are a reality. The government are going to introduce them. It is how you're going to be able to get into a pub or restaurant. There's just a few legislative hoops to be jumped through. There's going to be a bit of noise from the opposition. But by this time next week or the week after, you should be able to get into a pub or restaurant and sit inside. And we speak to a restaurant critic who is cautious about the opening of indoor hospitality. I'm going to be eating outdoors for as long as possible when the weather permits. And when I do go into restaurants to eat, I'm going to be bringing with me my personal CO2 monitor to check ventilation levels in the room. Plus, a restaurateur who highlights a potential backlash. There's a lot of vitriol online about restaurants that are uh, policing this. So I'm, I'm concerned that um, there will be people making false bookings um, who disagree with the process or the or the, the vaccination purpose. I'm Fiona Sheehan and you're listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast on independent.ie. Ahead of the return of indoor dining, I'll be talking to JP McMahon, restaurant owner from Galway, Irish independent restaurant critic Katie McGuinness and Irish independent political editor Philip Ryan. So, Philip, <laughs> to put it plainly, where are we at now in terms of the return of indoor dining as we understand it today, which seems to change every 24 hours anyway? Well, the main thing we know is it's happening. Um, sometime next week, you or I or anybody else will be able to show up your local pub, your local restaurant or your local cafe as long as you're vaccinated or have recovered from COVID-19 in the last uh, six months and walk in that door as long as you can prove that you have been and you have identification to show that. How that is going to work is where the problem is and there is a number of steps on the way. The thing that is that we have at the moment is we have legislation, legislation which underpins the, the return of indoor dining for vaccinated and people who have recovered from COVID-19. In the post, some people have been receiving digital COVID certs for EU travel. They can be used um, for getting into a pub. You've, you might have got it emailed to you as well. That can be used. And then there is all this confusion about whether you can go to your GP or not and ask your GP for a certificate to say, yes, you have recovered. And then you could go to your local restaurant and ask for a table. And that's where the kind of the, the, the question marks still hang over that side of things. Um, and then the other side of this is that the 
the industry and the government and officials and Fulcher Ireland, etc., are drafting up regulations for what indoor dining is actually going to look like and, and what will be permitted. We already have rules for indoor dining, but they were based on on on, no, on people returning um, vaccinated or not. So they're, at the moment, the, the rules are being drafted up. So they're looking at things like, do you need time limits now? Um, can people go to the bar and have a pint? Um, what distance should tables be? Those things are still being looked at. So there's a bit of work to be done. So it'll be back... It'll be different to what we had last summer in that it'll be only vaccinated people indoors. The nine euro meal is is gone, uh, as as we as we know, and that that's that's not coming back. the The ninety minutes thing is still up in the air in terms of how long it'll be, and then the social distancing between tables also up in the air. So as it stands, if you under current regulations, which are which are out of date essentially, um. You can, if you are a restaurant, you can have your tables two meters apart and people can sit there for as long as they like and eat dinner, drink and carry on whatever way they want. Um, if those tables are one meter apart, people have to leave after one hour and 45 minutes. So that's what's been looked at at the moment. Like, Obviously, you would consider the situation to be a bit more safer if you know that all your customers are vaccinated. There's less possibility of the disease transmitting. So should there be the time limit be abolished and people be allowed to sit closer together? And the, the, the industry would say, of course, we, there should be no social distance and everybody should be able to sit where they want, sit on each other's lap for all they care because they're all safe and vaccinated. But that's the work that's ongoing with Falcher Ireland. It, I think there will be some sort of social distancing requirements um, still in place for vaccinated people. And then as well, the, 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 I know the publicans and, and especially the rural pub, publicans, they want their customers to be able to sit at the bar, enjoy a point, talk to the local barman about the match at the weekend. But that, it doesn't look like that's happening. The, the still, that's, there's advice against that. They don't want people crowding at bars and, and getting drinks that way. Who's actually going to enforce the rules? I mean, obviously, the, the, predominantly it'll be upon the 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 owner of the the pub or restaurant to, to, to police it themselves. But who's actually going to supervise them? This is a, that's a, an interesting wonder. This is law, so there's there's penalties for for not abiding by these rules. You can get hit with a, a two grand fine for forging documents to get into pubs uh, or restaurants, and the restaurateurs and pub owners themselves can get hit with a two hand two and a half thousand euro fine uh, or get closure orders if they, if they're not uh, playing their part. At the moment, the guards are taking a very standoffish approach to this and, and are being told that that's, that is the case. So you won't have Gardaí going door to door checking on people's uh, COVID certs, etc. But you will possibly have HSE environmental officers or officials from the Health and Safety Authority calling into doing spot checks on various establishments. With an awful lot of the, the COVID rules and with, throughout the pandemic, a lot of the stuff has been done with the anticipation or the realisation that a lot of people are just going to play ball and there's a lot of good fate involved in a lot of these things because for the most part, well, for the entirety, they're being put in place to keep people safe. What about the old anomalies? Can you bring in children? You can bring in children under 18. So um, a group, this this is something that'll have to be developed as well by these regulations, how many children you can have with you. But then you go over 18, that's all the group that are kind of being left aside at the moment because they haven't been vaccinated and they're kind of very low down on the list. So they won't be able to, in the interim, get into these restaurants. Like I don't think families are going to want a situation where, you know, the 18 and 19 year old, you have to sit at the back there and ourselves, the mom and dad with the, the, the 12 year old and seven year old, we'll sit in here and we'll chat to you after after dessert. But like that, that's the way the system is set up at the moment. There will be a bit of more tinkering with the Fulch Ireland regulations to kind of to ensure there's not as, as, as many people losing out as possibly could be. And Philip, given the long history of fake IDs in this country, is there not concerns that 
these COVID uh, vax certs will, will just be faked. Well, that's obviously a concern. Like even if you remember back to the days of people going into town with uh, fake IDs, fake college IDs, they weren't even very sophisticated and they were just laminated pieces of paper. These things are even less so, that are they're essentially a sheet of paper or an image saved to your phone of a QR code, a name, address, a date of birth, etc., or whether you've been vaccinated, which you could easily just pass to someone or even uh, screen grab and WhatsApp to a friend. But what the cabinet agreed the other night as well is that the restaurateurs and the publicans who are who are doing this properly, what they will have to do is ask to see your COVID um, certificate and then also ask to see some form of ID. So they show a driver's license, a passport, your uh, the public service card, something like that. So that is how they hope they'll get around that. But they, they accept themselves that there is going to be some level of um, fraud involved. If we reopen indoor dining, um, well, then the likelihood is our cases are going to absolutely skyrocket. And the Taoiseach has talked about the public having to buy in to this. That will cause, you know, serious health issues and danger to life for hospitality workers. What about the opposition? So who's actually in favour of this system going ahead and who's not? Or is it is that clear? It will threaten the public generally. And I think it poses the danger of a fourth wave and another lockdown. It's no, no. I think it's clear that it's the, only the government who wants this to go ahead. There's not a lot of support across the opposition for this. Um, Sinn Féin are against it. The Labour Party are against it. The, the hard left, the people for profit, the Social Democrats, they're against it. The, the 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 opposition they have to it, and the main criticism is that they feel that it's going to lead to a. Um, a break in the social solidarity around the pandemic that you're now pitching one type of person against another, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And there, there is groups of society or groups in society who do not want to get vaccinated. And we have to take that into consideration. And there are people as well that, that can't get vaccinated. Now, there's only a small number, but they might for medical reasons. They, they, they might be planning to have children. They might be think there's not enough research around that. So there, there, is, there is elements out there who under this system will certainly lose out. So, JP McMahon, are you looking forward to reopening or is it a sense of dread at this point to be looking at the indoor dining and all that's going on with it? Uh, it's, I suppose it's a little bit of both. Um, dread in the sense of how we're supposed going to manage this this system that seems to be uh, uh, mildly unmanageable. Uh, there's also a little bit of hope and happiness. I mean, we've been closed for... 18 months in an year and we're looking forward to reopen it. The, the dread side of an year is that we have no American tourists, uh, very little European tourists and only 50% of the population vaccinated. So I would be concerned about fine dining. I mean, I think Cav and Tartar will be fine because they're casual, uh, but we'll see how it goes. And I presume the grants will stay for a little while longer. Uh, but yeah, it is going to be, I suppose, a tough summer. Um, and uh, like, hopefully everything happens uh, I suppose smoothly uh, when when the COVID passes come. I still I don't have mine yet, even though I, I have been vaccinated twice. So hopefully they'll come, and hopefully there will be not too much uh, interference. Or there's a lot of vitriol online about restaurants that are uh, policing this, and so I'm I'm concerned that um, there will be people making false bookings um, who disagree with the process or the or the, the vaccination um, purpose. And what are, are you concerned then about, about your staff, both in terms of them being unvaccinated and also having to police this at the front doors? 
Yeah, like most of our staff now, I would say 75% are vaccinated. I'm not too worried, I think, about them not being vaccinated. I mean, to be honest, I think the fact that we have a time limit plus vaccination plus one meter, I think we're being way too conservative. I like I would be a little concerned about policing on the door because there is, a, as I said to you, there's a lot of a lot of vitriol online and uh, because I suppose I've been quite vocal about uh, not having a problem uh, policing it, because I suppose it's going to be the law, so one has to police it. Um, there are there are uh, fr- uh, fractions online, I suppose, drawing up lists of restaurants that are taking part in it, restaurants that are not, and uh, boycotting these restaurants and that restaurants. And I hope that will just peter out. I hope that's just a lot of noise. I got my my certificate yesterday. It's an upside down PDF on computer that you then have to print out, fold up into a little driving license size thing and then turn up at your front door of your restaurant with it. What's your view about about that and how it's going to work at, at, at a practical level for you? Are you going to ask people in advance to scan it, scan it on and send it on? Or are you going to have some sort of scanner? How, how does it work? I, I think what we... Well, we don't have a scanner because someone said to me yesterday, "Will you be scanning the the QR codes?" And I was like, "Well, we have we don't we haven't been supplied with any government scanners, so I don't know if that's going to happen." Uh, I well, majority we will ask people when they book in, "Are you vaccinated?" And we will go with their word at that point. So if they say we are vaccinated, and then we will check it at the door. Uh, again, under eighteens don't need to be vaccinated, which is another bizarre because I, I presume a seventeen year old can spread it just as well as a nineteen year old, um, but. But um, the, I presume there will be a little bit of uh, there will be a little bit of slowdown at the restaurant door. I mean, my only concern about the whole process, and I've been I have friends in Denmark who run restaurants, um, and since they've been open for indoor dining since April, but they have a mass antigen uh, testing, which most people know of now, and you can have a negative PCR. That seems to have worked quite well alongside okay, you can be vaccinated because then uh, if someone is not vaccinated, they can just go and get an antigen test uh, at a center, come back to you half an hour later and go, like, I don't have COVID. So it's 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 a little bit disappointing that they're not embracing that kind of very workable model because I think it just cuts more people out. I think what that does is it actually undermines people's faith in the law because if there's so many holes in it, then people will start to go, Do you know what, maybe it's not really necessary. And already there are a lot of places flouting the law. I mean, there's plenty of evidence on on Twitter. People send me images of pe- of people eating inside and resident and non residents eating in hotels. And like, we don't have a police force to police that. We don't have a system to police it. So, I'd be interested to see how they're going to manage. Just jump on and say, okay, let's manage like all the COVID passes. I mean, do they go into a a restaurant and stop everyone eating and say, lads, put your COVID passes up in the air, <laughs> or do they go into the pub and turn off the music? And uh, I don't know. I know it's and it's kind of funny and it's also tragic because I I still don't know how how, how like I know you can get fined for not having it uh, for two thousand and the place can get in trouble. But so it is down to the guards and I, I think the guards probably have enough to do already. Are you optimistic though? I mean, is is there kind of light? Is is another phase of reopening? Does, does it does it make you think that yeah? Listen, I think we can get out of this ultimately. I think so. Yeah, no, I am optimistic about that. Now I'm looking forward to reopening and I hope that in three or four weeks time, as we get more people vaccinated, then we'll, uh, there will be less of a necessity for the vaccine pass. And, uh, we'll hopefully by 
by October, I think, maybe maybe uh, by by November, that we will be back to, I suppose, having a normal indoor dining. Uh, that's my hope. So, Katie McGinnis, how how do you think the restaurant industry feels about this latest reopening? Oh, well, I mean, I think that, you know, the restaurants are dying to get open, obviously, and that's completely understandable. And I think there's a new um, pragmatism, um, you know, that's kind of pervading the industry at the moment. The people are, you know, restaurant owners are willing to do anything to get open. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things that they may not have been happy about a few months ago, um, you know they're they're accepting that that these are going to have to come into place. So things like you know obviously like the passport to, for indoor dining and um, there's talk about CO two monitors as well, which I think is um, going to you know I think are going to be very important as well in the coming weeks. And what what does the CO two monitor do? Basically, it registers the number of uh, particles per million of CO two in the air, and. It, Outdoors, if you're, you know, walking on the street, in the park, whatever, uh, the normal um, level is 400 parts uh, per million. Um, and indoors, um, anything up to 800 parts per million is considered to be well ventilated. Professor Orla Hegarty in UCD has done a lot of work on this and uh, comparing standards around the world. And a lot of countries are implementing these standards. And I think they're inevitable here as well. In terms of the the changes that have come about in the in the restaurant industry over the past 18 months, effectively been forced upon them. Do you see any of the, of the positive ones I suppose remaining such as the meal kits that I can get and bring uh, and cook at home, the 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 takeaways that that really the higher end restaurants weren't doing, even the even more embracing more outdoor dining. Do you see any of that lasting into the future? Do you think there's going to be a, an appetite for it to pardon the pun? I th- you know, I know from talking to restaurateurs who were who were providing meal kits that as soon as outdoor dining opened, their meal kit business dropped off the charts. Um, I think it may come back in the I think they may come back in the winter, the better ones. Um, and certainly high quality takeaways. Uh, there is renewed interest in those, um, perhaps the kits less so because people just don't want to do the work, I don't think, um, unless it's a very special experience. And, you know, there is one chef, um, uh, Damien Gray of Leah in Black Rock, who has a Michelin star, but he has organized a new initiative called the Chef Supper Club, where um, he's got, you know, top end chefs from different restaurants around the country who are going to be doing interactive kits. And the idea is that it's a cinematic experience and you spend your Saturday night preparing this meal and so on. But that, you know, there's that, that's a fairly niche market. There'll be people who are interested in that and, and otherwise not. As for outdoor dining, um, I think a lot of people are going to be more comfortable eating outdoors for as long as possible. Um, and I see that being a new thing, definitely. Say on Merrion Row, which is just around the corner from where I live in Dublin, I mean, there's fantastic outdoor seating there now. And even though the buses still trundle past, I mean, it really does feel properly European and it looks great. So nice to see. Any concerns on your part about returning to indoor dining and people going back in, going back indoors? Um. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, you know, I I am concerned on the part of staff in restaurants 
who are not vaccinated. I think that's an issue and not just front of house staff, but also um, kitchen staff. You know, there are stats from America, from California that that showed that, you know, chefs uh, were very disproportionately affected uh, by the pandemic in terms of death rates, the highest death rate of that, you know, in that profession. So that's kind of worrying because they work in confined and not very well ventilated spaces a lot of the time. So, yeah, I have a concern about staff in restaurants um, and and. You know, aside from that, you know, everybody's going to make their own personal decision about what they feel comfortable with. But I will personally, I will be eating outdoors as long as I can. You are listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from Independent.ie. Produced by Mary Carroll, sound designed by Dara Kelly and John Smith. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can read Katie McGuinness's restaurant reviews in Weekend Magazine in the Irish Independent on Saturday and on independent.ie.